Hello, and welcome to the City of Fruit podcast. Fruit is used as a metaphor, not of our direct actions, but the things produced as a result of our lives. This isn't about just the things that we're accomplishing, but the true deeper meaning and lasting impact of what we're doing. This is your host, Palmer Thomas, and I'm excited to have you here on this journey with me. Alrighty, well, I am very excited for this special episode today uh, of the City Fruit Podcast. One of the first that I have today is I have two guests on. So I have Dave and Matt from Dave and Matt's Fans. Uh, and guys, the first question we like to ask on this podcast, which is the City of Fruit, is what is your favorite fruit? So I'll let you guys go. Dave, how about you? I'm going to actually go to Matt first here. Okay, Matt. I'm a blueberry guy. A blueberry guy? Yeah, you can put them in anything. Drop in cereal, yogurt. Just pop easy, especially in the van. To me, they're easy to keep. They're in my fridge all the time. Blueberries all day. You, got I, you know what? I think I think I I think that since this podcast, so many people have said blueberries. I've gotten more into blueberries. Yeah. I didn't think I ever thought about the ease of eating blueberries. They're also super cheap. They are cheap. That's that's true. I would have never guessed that that's a favorite fruit of anybody. Absolutely. Like a favorite. <laughs> you have you have everything at your disposal right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with mango. Okay. But only with the caveat of it has to be, like, actually fresh. Ah, uh, true. you get those pieces that are crispy or hard. Like, it needs to be, like, in-season fresh mango. If it's not, it just ruins it. But I got That's it. true. There's nothing better than that. Other perk of blueberries, they're always good. Always inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a bad so one. So maybe I'll have to start getting the blueberries. Maybe, maybe you like the mango, but you really like the best mangoes. Yeah. And blueberry people are can just kind of stay more around that middle ground. Yep. It's always decent. I'm more high maintenance with it. You're a little bit more high maintenance. Yeah. Hey, I am too. Right. I, I love a mango. Um, okay. What's I, yours? You know, What's your favorite? I think I've said mango. Um, I really do like mango. I like watermelon in yeah. season just fresh when like when you really need something refreshing when it's 94 degrees out like when it's 94 yeah. degrees and you're in the hot sun like there is nothing better than a fresh thick well-cut watermelon yeah um but yeah so so guys so we are actually currently sitting in one of your vans which is so cool um there's like a long story to kind of how you got here how you came this came to be so just share that just share how um how dave and matt's vans even came to be and how and where you're at right now with it uh, I could probably start that on. Yeah. So I uh, I was a school teacher in Vail for, for eight years and was looking to spend my summers in different ways. I always had uh, the perk of being a teacher, obviously, is June, July, August. So I used to get out in the summers and travel quite a bit. And I had a Honda Element before before getting into vans and would travel all over the country with my mountain bike and, and explore the West and, and the great expanses that we have out here. And I uh, was looking to either get a tow-behind trailer, pop tent, uh, rooftop tent, looked at everything, and had some friends who had built vans, you know, maybe four or five years ago at this point, uh, just DIY in their in their garage, and um, we were always psyched on, on going camp with them and what that van offered to to all of us as a group, and so as I was going through the process, they were like, we should we should get you a van, and so kind of takes a village, right? Pooled a lot of resources, a lot of friends helped me out, and uh, two years ago I built a van for myself, and um, at that time. Dave was renting vans uh, and living full-time in a van at that point for, what, two years? Yeah. yeah. And when you say renting vans, you were renting them out to people. Yep. Yeah, I owned, at the most, I owned six vans and was renting them out um, in Minneapolis in the warmer months there where I'm from originally and 
California for the uh, winter months since they're useless in Minnesota. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to give you sort of my history of it because I think that's sort of what's really unique about our company is Matt and I have taken two very different paths to end up in the same spot. Um, and so for me, my interest in RVs and these renovated type vehicles was when I was like 10 years old. Hmm. I saw a conversion van for the first time, had two armchairs and a TV in the back, and my mind just blew of, you watch TV while driving, this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And so I always had an interest in it, had always sort of poked around, looked at what was out there. Um, it wasn't until about six years in corporate world, I was uh, living and working in New York City in finance and um, just the total opposite of this lifestyle. Uh, but for me, the concept of, you know, hitting the road in the United States, really in North America, I guess, Canada, Mexico, the U.S., there's so many opportunities to explore new places, to travel around different cities, um, had always interested me. And so kind of around the age of 28, 29, I just said to myself, I got to do this. I keep talking about it. Um, it's been interested of mine for, you know, 20 years now, and I got to just do this. So uh, that sort of started my uh, purchasing of a camper van and all the research that went into it. And um, like Matt said, I lived in it for about two years and then we connected back up uh, at an annual golf trip that we do. And uh, we were just chatting about camper vans and sort of told him, hey, I've been renting them. He was interested in building or buying and uh, it just organically grew from there. And then he helped me sort of learn the build process that he went through. And while we were doing that was when the business started of essentially every van we kept building kept selling so mm. we just continued to build and continue to sell and yeah i mean i think i jumped back in there and that last summer uh dave helped me build it too and then i put thirteen thousand miles on it so it went to both the pacific coast and the atlantic coast uh one was a work trip with my mountain bike in the back stopping along the way in places like salt lake tahoe uh out west and then went back east i'm originally from buffalo new york so stopped at home Went out to Cape Cod, uh, went back to Williamstown where we went to school, went into New York City and camped in New York City for three days, which is pretty fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, then went down through the south and came back and basically just telling that story of, of where I was able to go, how I was able to move about the country in the van really spurned a lot of interest. And that's where, you know, we were originally going to build another one to rent. And so many people reached out about how'd you build your van? You know, could you help us build a van? Could we buy your van? And it was one of those, it's not for sale, it's not for sale, it's not for yeah. sale. And then, you know, eventually we ended up selling it. Um, yeah. Friend of a friend, actually, another guy who went to our college, little school in Western Massachusetts, <laughs> Williams College, uh, ended up reaching out and, and saw the Williams College sticker actually on the back of it and was all psyched about it and ended up buying it from us. And that was kind of what started Dave and Matt Vans. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, th I think the unique part about it is and why I think we've been as successful with this as we have been so far is my use of camper vans is different than Matt's use of camper vans. Yeah, he uses yeah. it to enable his outdoor lifestyle, to mountain bike all over the country, to ski, to do those types of things he's interested in. For me, it was purely an interest in exploring the cities, seeing yeah. the road, you know, meeting new people in these different areas. Uh, I'm not big into mountain biking. I'm not big into skiing. Um, we'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's, you know, when you fuse that together, we sort of span the spectrum of all the people that might enjoy this lifestyle. 
yeah. versus if we just had two people that both love skiing, yeah. building vans, they might miss out on the amenities or the accessories or the way that it would be used, yeah. you know, for other people. And so yeah. I think we're able to capture a wide market because of our sort of different interests, but at the same time still have a, a general similarity of we both love being on the road and exploring. So yeah, uh, I think that's been unique about this too. Yeah. Yeah, and so Dave and Matt's vans now is, um, you guys are based up in Gypsum, Colorado, which is just a little bit west of Vail. Yep. Um, and you do builds, um, you rent vans, yep. uh, but you also uh, do the conversions for people if they bring them into you. Just explain that a little bit, what you guys are doing up there. Yeah, our simple goal is to enable van life for the rest of us, we like to say. Because um, when I first looked into it as working on a teacher's budget, when you first look at it, there's a big sticker shock, right? You, you kind of get all excited about van life, and then you start looking at Class B RVs, the big companies are doing it, and it's $80,000, $100,000, and immediately it's like, no go. And so we just want to get more vans out in you know, in the world, I guess, yeah. to allow people to do what Dave and I have done and, and really enjoy them. Um, and so we started with the idea of renting them, and then we were able to build one so much more affordably than every other company yeah. out there doing it that we then ended up selling them. And so now we're kind of sticking to those models of, of trying to build some used ones to kind of give a whole kit and caboodle, the van and build all in one. Uh, we'll, we'll build Pro Masters that people bring to us and build on, on an affordable base model that we use. Uh, and then we'll also rent so that people can try it out. You know, it's a big step to jump in and, and buy your first van. Yeah. And so we want to give people the chance to go experience it, try it out, make sure it's really for them before they make that leap into full-time van life. Yeah. Yeah, I think on top of the price, the other thing that we noticed was accessibility for it, which is the wait list for these companies because mm. of how popular this van life thing has become. Some of them are booked out one year, two years before you can get your build. And to me, or to both of us, really, that was just crazy of the goal of this van life is to get on the road. Yeah. And so, you know, you've planned it all out. You've thought about what you're going to do with your stuff, your job, all that. And then you go to finally buy a van and you hear, you know, hey, it's May right now and we can get you one August of next year. And <laughs> 2023. It's like, skipping, yeah. skipping all the summers that I want to be traveling exactly. and enjoying. And so our, our other goal was essentially, you know, 90% of the functionality, but that build time is one of the most important things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're basically getting everything you need in the van, nothing you don't, and you're going to get it in... You know, our build time right now is about two to four weeks. Wow. Um, and we can only, you know, ramp up our staff and do those things to essentially not have that wait list. Like, yeah. that is the goal is to not be one of these companies that is saying, you can have your van in a year, you can have your van in yeah. 16 months, 18 months, or whatever. We want people to get out there and live yeah. this lifestyle. And like Matt said, enable people to have the van life. And so yeah. that was another critical factor for us was we don't want that situation to be in our business. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you were talking about renting them out and giving people a little taste. So I got to take one out, oh, yeah. uh, one of your guys' vans out this last weekend, which was such a, a thrill. And I think there was, I, I think you you also touched on something, Dave, of of it's it it's for different people, right? Like I think a lot of this kind of new um, van life thing, also at least in Colorado, a little bit has been associated with like the ski bum. You go live and park in Aspen or Vail or whatever, and you just live in your van, and and that's some people, and that's awesome, and it's fun, and then. And then there's also, you know, so many other types of people that enjoy it. I think one thing that I, I mean, for one, the van was awesome. Like it was, it was, um, I think like simple to the extent where, like you said, like 
it's it, you can build it quicker so you can get out but it has everything you need as well yep. and it still gives you um you know like p- part of the experience of camping a little yep. bit which yep. i think is enjoyable like i don't have to sleep on the ground yep. i don't have to worry about bears which was yep. a big every single person was talking about that at the tetons i was like all right i like sleeping in a in a hard shelled van yep. and my I, metal fortress over yeah there. <laughs> yeah and and then i also but you know I, I can't shower for four days if, if you know i could have found one but i was like that's kind of fun and yeah. that you know like there was there was the mixture of okay i camp on it or i cook on a camping stove that i have inside which is awesome and um but but i think one thing that i experienced that i was thinking about during this trip was like um, you know, I remember when I was a kid, my parents would be like, all right, jump in the minivan. We're going on a trip, you know? And, and it was like, oh, kind of like a pain. I don't like yeah. to drive for all this time. And of course, when you're parents and with that, all that, it's, it is more of a pain. And when you're in a kid and stuck in a van with all your siblings and stuff, but when you are, um, it's, there's, there's, that's fun. Like yeah. you remember the times on the road, you remember the times here. And so you're talking about exploring the cities. Like I've gotten the opportunity to, to travel the world a bit and travel the U S and 47 States and, um, a lot of most of my traveling around the world and country has been like hitchhiking and other things that people don't do. Yeah. And, and it's been amazing. And it's yeah. the most memories I have. Um, but a, but even then, like, f- I feel like flying has gotten cheap to the point where people that's what people do. Mm-hmm. You fly into a city, you find a hotel room and you just explore the city for a day or whatever. And then you go back. And that's cool. But there, I think there is something missed in the driving. So like part of the trip that I liked that I think was to your point is like driving through the middle of Wyoming and it's gorgeous up there. It's it's gorgeous. You see the country, you have to stop in these little towns and meet the people. We went stopped in like some little thrift store in some tiny little town and met people and they're all amazing. And, and you, you can, and you sleep in a motel parking lot or you sleep wherever in the van. And, And I think it just provides some of that. Like it is nice. And I think there's a luxury we have of like traveling so easy and it's cheap, but you're, you are missing out some of like the nostalgia of that too. And at, but at the same time, I'm not going to go out and rent with one other person and rent a massive RV to take across the country yeah. and get four miles a gallon and, yeah. and spend all that money. You know, like there, there's like, I think that this is kind of, um, I think that's why it has rejuvenated some too is because it is, it is easy to park in a normal spot, yep, which yep. is awesome and go to the mountains, but then you can also take it across the country yeah. and see the, like really, really experienced places. Yeah, and that's like the. Cause I think what you're saying there is kind of for my, for my interest in it is spot on. Which is, when you fly into a place, and you stay in the hotel, and you explore, the city, to me that is a one way transaction. Which is you are in someone else's yeah neighborhood, and you're in someone else's culture, and that's great and that's fun. But with the van, you actually can bring a little bit of a flavor of you. Mm to the place that you go to. So when you're engaging with people, when you're meeting them, you can have a dialogue. So you can say, hey, tell me about your city. Tell me what you do here. Tell me what people are like. Yeah. And they can engage with, hey, I have my house with me. Yeah. Like I have where I live and how I do things with me. My life is here. Yeah. Right. And so we can actually yeah. have that conversation versus the, I'm staying at the Westin. Sure. And I got well, a rental and, car. And a lot it's of times like, when you stay at the at those hotels anyways, it, they're the same everywhere. Yeah. Every Weston, every sh- every whatever yeah, is the exact same in every single country and everyone's not – or every single city, every yeah, single yeah. everywhere. And so you're only getting yeah. so small of a piece of that anyways. Yeah. And so to be able to bring that to wherever you're going I think is such a big perk of this of you're, you're bringing a little bit of your character with you and, and that makes it just more enjoyable because other people like you probably experienced on your trip of – 
people are interested in the vans. They yeah. want to know what it's like. And then that starts the conversation. You can start talking to them about what you know they do. And it just it's, to me, such a better way to engage other people. Yeah. Um, versus you know the alternative yeah uh, yes yeah, so, so let me so let me ask that then like this the podcast city of fruit it's really about like the lasting impact it's making yeah. right like um so so with this like it's awesome you're having an awesome fun time in the vans you're experiencing some cool things you get to see the country in a way that most people don't and and to your own but what would you say in your lives has made like a lasting difference like something that's really changed i mean you've both had literal career changes and shifts and everything but what would you say is kind of like the the thing you've learned the most or a lasting impact on your life from from the van life i'll, I'll jump in there in, in last summer and traveling around the country and then this summer as well i've seen more of my friends and the people i care about uh the last you know year hmm. two years than in the last maybe 10 years combined you know since leaving college and that to me it's easy to go someplace right and my, i grew up in buffalo new york i went to college in massachusetts i lived in california for a bit I've been in Cal, or I've been in Colorado now for a while. I lived in Wisconsin briefly. You know, my friends at this point are all over the country. Yeah. And by having a home that I can move with, I'm very happy to go visit them. You know, I no longer feel stagnant and stationary in one place. Um, I'm able to go back to Tahoe like I did last summer and see all my old friends. I'm able to go home to Buffalo and see them there. You know, I'm able to kind of move around freely to reconnect with a lot of people that I feel like I hadn't seen in a while. And do it on a pretty neat level, too. Like, like Dave said, you bring your home with you, so it's a two-way transaction. It's, you know, hey, I have the things I love in here. I have my bike in here. I have my skis in here. You know, things like that. Um, and so you kind of have this ability to, to move around, reconnect with people you haven't seen in a while, uh, and bring that part of your life that, you know, to me is, has developed later in life, you know, this passion for the outdoors, and, and reconnect with those who I, who I grew up with and share it with them. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I think... Uh so I had, I have two that I wanted to, couldn't really decide between them. Um, but yeah, I think to extend a little bit of that, for me it's been interesting to just explore our country. Mm. I think that I grew up in Minnesota. Uh, I then lived in the Northeast for the majority of my adult life. And so I didn't have a great experience. I had driven through a lot of the states, but I hadn't really experienced them. And so I think that was by far an eye-opening thing to go to places yeah. like Mississippi, yeah. Alabama, Georgia, never been there before, South Carolina, North Carolina, to go to Texas, never been there before, really like in a way that would actually engage the people down there, uh, to explore California, uh, to explore Colorado with Matt, with other friends, but really just start to see like how diverse the yeah. country is, oh, yeah. how crazy different the Southeast is from California, yet how similar it kind of is at the same time. Uh, so that was the first thing that I think has made a lasting impact. And then the second thing that I was thinking about, and it's a little bit of the, the nerdy side, like my finance side of things, but financially it has made a huge impact in my life. Mm. Not from a, I have so much more money because I've been doing this because I have you know no overhead or whatever that's actually not really the case <laughs> what it has allowed me to do is to take a bunch of risks to try and start businesses like Dave and Matt Vans um, and do my rental business and I've only been able to do those things because my cost of living is so incredibly cheap yeah by living in a van and so to be able to take those risks of leaving a finance job in New York City to go work with my best friend on a small little company he's been running for eight years 
I could have never done that if I didn't live in a van. Yeah. Uh, and I could have never started the rental business. I could have never helped start Dave and Matt yeah. Vans with Matt. And so that's something I think that, get, that gets overlooked a lot because of this ski bum, sure. you know, uh, extreme sports, outdoors. Pe- like that's where this seems to be geared towards. But I've talked to a lot of people. Like we've got people that have bought our vans that are travel nurses, that are programmers, hmm. that are graphic designers. That, like they, they are legitimately employed by very successful companies they're very serious about their work and this just enables them to do whatever they want to do and so i think that's the misnomer of yeah it's just you know people that love to ski and they go around to the ski slopes it's like there are people that do that and there are people that do this because it helps enable their lifestyle and so yeah that has been my experience for sure is you know allowing me to do more than i ever would have been able to try um and i think that's something that I hope we can enable for a lot of people that are thinking about taking a risk on, you know, I'd love to be a pro golfer or I'd love to be a, you know, professional whatever where it's not going to pay me a bunch, but it's a dream of mine. And this is sort of, I'm like cheapest way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, those are the two I, I couldn't really decide between. So no, I love it. And I, I, no, I'll go back to those two then. So yeah, I think, well, one, what a cool place like in this, in the world we have now, at least in America, right? Like so many people are able to work remotely and and work from other other cities or even travel between their their the same business and their different headquarters, locations, whatever. So what a cool way to do it in yeah. in one of these. Yeah. Um. And and then to your first point about traveling the country, like I like I said, I've been able to do that and have learned so much. Yeah. And I never went to college and. And um, people always ask me, like, oh, should I go to college? Should I not? Whatever. And I say, hey, whether you do or don't, but one thing I recommend is take a year, if yep. you can, and just travel. Even around the people like, oh, I got to go travel the world and go see other countries. And that's sweet. Love it. You learn a ton. And done that, too. But even around America, like, yeah. to learn something about, like, I think I think we're, we're so fed with all this information and all this media and all this everything. But it comes from two locations or one, you know, one location. And so it's like, Oh, I know I have a lot of media. I have a lot of, uh, information about the country. I, I learn a lot, whatever. It's like, yeah, but the people, like you said, the people in the middle of Montana in a little town, they're not the ones that are, that you see on Instagram yeah. or, you know, like you're not getting any information from yep. 90%, 99% of the, of the country. And so just to like learn. And, and I think it humbles you too. Yeah. I think it really is like something where, um, you know, I don't know if this is the route you did it, but so I, I even have friends that, you know, you go high school in the suburbs, high school, college at a good place, all in the sub- safe suburbs. And you go straight to New York and work in finance or whatever. And like, sweet, you're traveling, you're doing these things, but you're still like within pockets of people that people. have done the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's all the same people. And Small so, circles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, oh, I've done the, I've done the thing. I've gone to college. I've gone to this. I've gone yeah. to that. And I'm like, yeah, but every person around you is the same anyways. Yeah. So to get to travel. So that's such a cool thing. Um, but then, yeah, you're saying having a little bit of financial freedom and stuff, yeah. not having a house payment. I mean, your house is your car payment or whatever yeah. it all is. Talk a little bit just like practically about like the finances of this or just, you know, you said, Matt, that you did it on a on a teacher's yeah. on a teacher's budget. Um, what does it look like for somebody to get into a van that you guys are offering? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it started with me trying to build a van as cheap as possible. Right. I just didn't have the funds to go out and, and buy a, a, a big RV to buy a, a fancy custom van down in Denver, whatever it might be. And so we really nitpicked 
what we were putting in here. Yeah. And so we really went through the process of what do I need in here? What don't I, you know, when you talked about that idea of like, you felt like you're camping, but still mobile and safe in, in a van like this, that's kind of how this came about, right? It's not like I wanted to take away being outside, right? This is access to the outdoors for me, but I wanted to have a space that's mine, that's comfortable, that feels like home. And so you kind of pick through what, what you're going to put into that. And, you know, in our process of developing the first one, that's where the impetus was. It was, I'm working on a small budget. I only have so much money to spend. How can we put this together? Yeah. And then, you know, now that I've been living in it, you know, and I think Dave will talk more about this, but the financial freedom that it gives you when you break down the fact that your payment for your car payment and your rent, right, is really just a, a car payment. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden you're looking at three, four, five hundred dollars for your total payments to live per yeah. month. You know, it's pretty wild when you start to finance it and break that down into what your living cost is, whereas usually you're paying for your rent, you're paying for your car, you're paying for your renter's insurance, you're paying for your car insurance. It all adds up to a pretty incredible amount. And especially as a teacher, your rent and your car is 50 to sometimes 75% of your total income. Yeah. You know, and from there, you're just surviving. And in a ski town, we love that because you know, we get to experience the mountains in a special place. But at the end of the day, we always face it living in Vail in particular is, is cost of living is so high that how do you ever make it work long term? Yeah. Right. I was a teacher. Yeah, you're not and, saving any no, money. You're not no. playing you're not when you're twenty four, twenty five, yeah. it's fine. Right. And you don't even think twice about it. You know, you're 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 living a great lifestyle, you're enjoying it. But as you start to get older, you start to think about what's that next step. And if you're spending all your money on rent, all your money on car, all your money on insurance, you're never actually able to take that step. And so for me right now, living in the van the last, you know, this summer, last summer, right, I saved a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of allowed me to start to think about where that future might be. Yeah. 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 And I, th I think that there's a lot of things that to me and what we've talked about for the long-term goals of our business here that have sort of come together in a very nice way with this sort of tech boom that's happening right now with, as you mentioned, the amount of people that can work remotely the amount of people that can travel and I think just the interest of it in general of Instagram has been huge on that I think we obviously you know can talk a little bit about that if there are realities of van life and there are Instagrams of van life mm, sure um, <laughs> Instagram has normalized it which yes, has been nice and that is that is a huge perk of it um, and so I think that is a very cool spot where we're at of you've got people coming out of college obviously student debt is a huge issue right now in the country um, with a much more like higher likelihood of being able to work remotely. And so mm. it is now feasible to say you could get a legitimate job that pays you legitimate salary, work from the road and live, as Matt said, your overhead's very, very small, 500 yeah. bucks a month, 600 bucks a month, uh, obviously depending on which yeah. route you go. but. Regardless of how you cut it, it is going to be cheaper than having an apartment, having renters insurance, yeah. having utilities, all of that stuff. And so uh, it's a really interesting time because I think that this will hopefully progress in the direction that it becomes a very feasible option for people that may have a lot of student loans mm -hmm. uh, and student debt. And to me, that proposal of, hey, would you like to travel around the U.S. for a year or two? and work in a job that hopefully you find interesting and explore our country and save a ton of money and pay off your student loan. I'm like, that's the dream scenario I'd, I'd imagine for anyone that has 
that type of stress in their life of, yeah, I could go to New York City and pay $2,500 a month in rent and, you know, high utilities and cost of living is expensive and, uh, you know, I make a little bit more money because it's New York, but like at the end of the day, that's a stressful situation when you're trying to pay off debt, you're trying to pay off loans. So uh, that's our hope is sort of this, you know, that avenue as well as all the other avenues for what the van life can enable really do gain traction and that's hopefully our goal as well is to sort of promote and enable the van life for who's ever interested in doing it and forever who you know it makes sense for um but yeah just specifics on the financials as matt mentioned a couple numbers but you know realistically if you are a pretty reasonable spender with stuff then uh you can live out of a van for probably seven to ten thousand a year yeah and that would include everything and so uh, Is that I, working on the Dave Ramsey Costco diet? Uh, it, slick deals only, uh, purchasing power. That would be a slightly higher budget uh, <laughs> than the way I do things. Um, but again, if you know, if you think about that, it's about a thousand dollars a month or so. And if only four hundred dollars is going to your car, rent, utilities, it's like everything else. Yeah. You could eat out twice a week if you want. Like it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. But um, I think you would ask specifically about our build. How much that costs? Sure. Yeah. So, so you, you one of the things you guys do is, um, or at least for now, you you're gonna get into the place where you can buy vans and you're selling the full van, right? Mm-hmm. Finish. But right now, if I buy a Sprinter, or a Promaster, and bring it up to you guys, um, so I buy, I can buy used, whatever I can find. It's a new one, maybe myself, and then I'm bringing it up to you, and you're doing the build, right? Yeah, we have done both of those. So sure. we actually started by buying vans. Uh, we bought a few of them, renovated them, and then sold them. Uh, and then as we've grown a little bit, it's sort of been a mixture of people bringing us vans and us helping source them for people since that can be a daunting task since we get them all over the country. Um, but yeah, for our build-outs, we're in the rough price range of around 19000 for a starter build that has everything that you need and nothing that you don't. And that was like the one that I took out. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that I mean, I there was nothing I could think of. I had, you got the full solar setup. Yep. Which lasts for forever. Didn't yep. even ever run low. So you're living pretty much off. You know, you're not having to plug it in anywhere. Yep. You're not. You have the water. You have the the fans. You have. Um, I mean, now you're gonna have the heaters, which you know, and there's yep. extra accessories, right? That you yep. mentioned that you can get into that starter build. Yeah, and that's what we. So like you said, we've got the lights, the solar, the fans, the windows, the refrigerator, the kitchen, the bed, the storage essentially the things that Matt had spent eight years in his outdoor lifestyle and me three years in my living full time collaborating of saying, what are the essentials? What are the things we can leave out? And then as we've grown, we've been able to work with other, you know, builders, other distributors to add the accessories that we necessarily couldn't do in our own shop. So cabinets, you're sitting on one of our storage benches right now. Yeah. Uh, Tables uh, for eating and that. So we've sort of really narrowed down the essentials that you can then add if you want to. But our whole goal was that base build, someone should be able to drive that right out the door and have everything that they could ask for, essentially. Uh, But we obviously wanted to give people the options of enabling their van life to be what they want it to be without going into that three-month, four-month, five-month time frame because they're adding every single thing. There are other great van builders that we know, that we work with, that we will gladly pass people to if they really want that 
high-end, you know, every frill and, you know, button and whatever that you could ask for. There are all the bells and whistles. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, There are other people that we are happy to send people to that we trust that will do that for them. Um, But we want to find the customers and, you know, the people that work for us, everyone to sort of be aligned with, you know, what we're trying to do, which is affordable, efficient, uh, and fully functional vans that can get on the road quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, we're not going to add a feature to the van unless, one, we see use for it. Sure. You know, it's something that, yeah, that'd be awesome to have in here. And also, we're not going to add until we've tested it and tried it and be like, yes, that is truly something that benefits the customer. Um, and it's something that we should add. Yeah. Right. We're not just, to me, when I was first looking at vans, right, if you wanted one thing, you had to get 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had to get all these fancy things that added to price and that I wasn't even going to use. Sure. And when I look at, you know, Dave had, had a van that, you know, is definitely higher end and it's like half the stuff in there is broken most of the time. Right. And he's just dealing with it, either fixing it or actually just turning it into something else and repurposing it. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to put that stuff into this van if, if the customer doesn't want it and if we don't think it's actually useful. Yeah. So. And I think that to go along with our sort of MO at the business level of enabling this lifestyle is the majority of the add-ons we have added do come from a collaboration of Matt and I's experience. But honestly, it's, okay, we've gotten 15 requests for cabinets from yeah. our customers. Let's go build them cabinets. Yeah. And we've gotten 15 requests for a swing arm table that they can work on or eat out of. So let's go build that. Yeah. It's all about enabling the lifestyle for our customers. And so when we get the feedback of, hey, everyone is asking us for heaters. Let's do it. So let's spend an entire day in Denver learning how to install heaters so that people can then have them installed. But we're not going to just make executive decisions up in some office saying, yep. we think everyone's going to love this, so we'll just do it. Uh, we really want it to be what our yeah. clients want. Yeah. Well, and you see that, right? Like even you're talking about the van that you had was uh, I don't remember exactly the model but you know yeah. you have these like Chevy build outs or whatever that have the the other companies doing it for them and you, and they're just these massive companies they're like let's put something together super super nice you know that none of those execs are like living the van life no. at all and so like you said, knowing the base things, knowing what's important. Turns out most of the custom van builders in Denver aren't living the van life either. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's. The, I think most people that do most things aren't doing, aren't living the life of it. But when you are, you see it and you feel it because you know that it's it's hitting your needs. Like you're, you guys are sitting in swivel chairs. I'm sitting on a bench. We're utilizing this space. We got tons of space around us, and we're still yeah. in a van that fits into a regular parking spot. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, we have a recording studio, <laughs> with a kitchen and a bed and solar and lights. And cold beer in an 18 foot long van everything you could possibly need it's it's crazy it is um well awesome it's been honestly such a pleasure having you guys having you guys on and with the van um leave the people with one final word and then also plug yourself where people can find you on social media online um and just how they can you know uh, just a just a message to live in the van life as well i think my final word is how psyched we were to to send you out on on a trip uh, and see your Instagram pop up, uh, City of Fruit, and kind of just a, a big shout out of, like, I think you had best weekend of, of your life, it was, or whatever it, whatever it was. It was. Uh, and that to me is what this is all about. You know, and I see a, a smile on a face of a customer or a cool Instagram post uh, from some cool place on the road, I have that instinct of, like, uh, should have taken me with you, you know? Like, come <laughs> on, man. But uh, no, that, that's my, my final piece there is, is we really appreciate you enjoying that uh, and giving us that shout out. And, and, you know, I hope that was kind of real and from the heart and, yeah. and you know, super cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, thank you for having us on this too. And I think that's the cool part about this is to be able to, we experience what you do, you experience what we do. And it just goes back to what we we're talking about of you're in Matt's house right now. We're doing your thing, but 
we're sort of all meshing this together and and you can sort of you know see how both of us do our work which is awesome but i think my final word for for people in general is just uh you know matt will obviously give you our various contact information and where to sort of get in touch with us but for me in my travels it has been if you're interested in this just reach out and just talk with us talk with other people i'm a testament to i worked at a hedge fund for six years in new york city and have made the transition very smoothly um and it has helped enable a lot of things in my life and i haven't changed my general lifestyle like i'm not all of a sudden an outdoorsy person that's skiing and mountain biking and doing all that stuff you can still remain you know a city guy like i think i probably am more of that versus an outdoorsy guy i'm trying over here dave i'm trying yeah (laughs) but but that's you know the beauty of being able to experience that with you and and learn from that but i just think that there's this there's this gap that a lot of people have of that sounds so cool it sounds so amazing but it just seems so daunting and i don't know how i would do it and i just say it's really not as daunting it's not as crazy as you might think and so if there's anything that Matt or I could do to help answer questions, to help enable this lifestyle, we are, that is what we're there for, yeah. like day and night, is to, as Matt said, just engage with the other people. And if we can get one more person on the road and see the smile on their face or hear their story about how it's helped them do something, uh, that's what we're here for. And so, yeah. you know. Yeah, feel free to reach out anytime, at David Matt Vans on Instagram. Uh, website's www.dnvans.com. Uh, we run it all, so all those messages come straight to us. Yep. Uh, I run the Instagram, so shoot me a message. We'll chat. Uh, and as Dave said, we're, we're here to enable it and, and share our stories. And reach out to me and hear my experience that I had this last weekend, and I will, uh, I'll link all your guys' info in the description and in the, uh, in the tags, and I am excited to reach out in the near future and get a van for myself. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for sitting down. It's Thank been you. Great. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of the City of Fruit podcast. We're a young podcast, so we're in need of your help. If you'd like to financially support or have any ideas of people to have on the show or ideas to talk about, please email me at cityoffruit at gmail.com. Also, remember to follow on Instagram at cityoffruit for all the updates of what we'll be doing and where things will be posted. Please get the word out there and share this with your friends around Denver and the world. And together, we can make this a City of Fruit.